Welcome back to Last Touch Channel. My name is Anton Vjeldsen. I'm an attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. This will be my last video of 2023. And as we close out the year, I want to thank all of my viewers for tuning in and learning something more about criminal law and keeping up with the tradition. In this video, I'm going to discuss the top five cases that I published this year. Now, these videos and these cases might not be the most important, but for whatever reason, they had the most views, whether it was my delivery or the topic itself. We're going to go ahead and summarize all the five cases in this video. And before we go on, I want to thank you for watching me on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star re-rating. And thank you all who purchased the Do Not Arrest This Person t-shirts on my website as Christmas gifts or holiday gifts in general. And of course, as we go into 2024, these t-shirts never go out of style. So consider going to lostash.com and purchasing one of these t-shirts. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Lostash. Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vjeldsen discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California State Courts on the Lost Dash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever. Subscribe to the Lost Dash YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Let's start this video in reverse order with the case that came in the fifth spot as the most viewed of 2023. We're talking about United States versus Walther. This is a Ninth Circuit case that dealt with the Fourth Amendment and agency. As a reminder, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures. And generally speaking, officers need to have a warrant before they conduct a search. But the very first inquiry they should have when it comes to the Fourth Amendment is whether there was a governmental intrusion. The Fourth Amendment does not protect you against private actions. But under certain circumstances, an action by the private party, a private actor, can in fact become attributed to the government. And then the Fourth Amendment does apply and does protect you. That's exactly what happened in this case. There was an employee of the airlines who opened the baggage in order to find illegal drugs. The court held that he was an agent of the DEA because of his prior experiences working for the DEA. In suppressing the evidence, the circuit judge held that action of an airline employee in opening a speed pack was that of a government agent, where the only reason he opened the case was his suspicion that it contained illegal drugs. Employee, who at one time had been listed as an informant, expected a probable reward from Drug Enforcement Administration. The DA agent later testified that such expectation was reasonable and that although agency had no prior knowledge of the particular search and had not directed the employee to perform it, it had encouraged him to engage in such types of search, and the employee had previously opened speed packs with no discouragement from the agency, and had been rewarded from providing drug information in the past, although his informant's file had previously been closed. 
So even though the agency, the DEA, did not tell this particular individual to engage in such conduct, because he had previously provided information to the DEA, the circuit judge said that this employee of the airlines did become an agent of the DEA, and thus his actions can be attributed to the DEA and the Fourth Amendment would in fact apply. If you're interested in learning more about this case, I will link the directions to the actual video that I've published this year in the description below. So click that link and watch the full video. Now moving on to the fourth most watched video of 2023, and it is United States versus banks. This is the case that dealt with curtilage. Again, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and of course your home gets the most protection. But it is not just the home itself. Curtilage is the area that surrounds the home, and it gets the same amount of protection as the home itself. Privacy expectations are most heightened in the curtilage, because that area is intimately linked to the home, both physically and psychologically. So even if you don't have a fence around your yard, at some point, some of the area that surrounds the home, which is called curtilage, will get the protections of the Fourth Amendment. To learn more about curtilage, I encourage you again to click at the link in the description and watch the whole video of United States versus banks. Moving on to number three. This is United States versus Haygood. This is the case of wearing the fanny pack, not the way you're supposed to apparently, according to law enforcement. This individual was stopped because he had a fanny pack over his shoulder instead of over his belt. Because of his unconventional method of wearing the fanny pack, his nervous demeanor upon encountering the officers and late hour within a high crime neighborhood collectively establish reasonable suspicion. This might be a very ridiculous case, but I guess depending where you are, that you're in the high crime area and you're wearing the fanny pack this way instead of on your belt, gives the police officer reasonable suspicion to pat you down and search you. Again, strange case, go ahead and click the link below and watch it if you're interested in this particular topic. The next case that happens to be the second most watched case was United States versus Oaxaca. This is the case that is similar to curtilage, but we're dealing with an attached garage. In this case, police officers entered a garage that had the garage door open and in order to execute an arrest of an individual. Now, the court said that the sanctity of person's home, perhaps our last real retreat in this technological age, lies at the very core of the rights which animate the amendment. We're talking about the Fourth Amendment. Therefore, we have been adamant in our demand that absent exigent circumstances, a warrant will be required before a person's home is invaded by the authorities. We can conceive no reason to distinguish a garage where people spend time, work, and store their possessions 
from a den or a kitchen where people again spend time, work, and store their possessions. Simply put, a person's garage is as much a part of his castle as the rest of his home. So the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and just like I said earlier, officers need to have a warrant. They do in fact need to have a warrant whether they enter the garage or they go through the front door and search the home itself. A garage is just as much a part of the home as any other area. If you're interested in this case, again, click the link below, which will take you to United States versus Oaxaca, a Ninth Circuit case from the year 2000 that dealt with the Fourth Amendment and searches of the garage. And finally, this brings us to the number one video, the most watched video of 2023. And this is the case that dealt with prolonged stops. This is United States versus Odom. This is a case that dealt with a prolonged stop. We know under Rodriguez, officers need to focus on the mission of the stop and cannot prolong the stop indefinitely. They have to be actively writing a ticket for whatever reason they pulled you over. This is a Supreme Court case, United States versus Rodriguez. Now, Odom deals with a variation of this prolonged stop. Here, the court had already held that the questions relating to probation and parole are wholly unrelated to the officer's mission of ensuring that vehicles on the road are operated safely and responsibly. So the officer cannot prolong the stop by asking the individual they pull over whether they're on probation or parole. It has nothing to do with the stop itself. And in terms of prolonged stops, it doesn't matter whether the officers are prolonging the stop at the very end after issuing the ticket, during, or before they begin to issue the ticket. The officers have to focus on their mission of the stop and cannot deviate from that mission. And in fact, an interesting case happened in Kansas this year where the officers were engaging in sort of a two-step process where they would stop an individual, they would issue the ticket, they would walk away, and just like in the show Colombo, they would go, wait a second, one more question if you don't mind. And they would turn around and talk to the individual again, pretending that the mission was completed, and now they would engage in a voluntary, quote-unquote, conversation with the driver. Now, the court in Kansas held that this was also a prolonged stop. It was not legal for them to do that. And it did, in fact, violate the Fourth Amendment. If you're interested in prolonged stops, consider going and watching the video on Rodriguez and the video from last year, United States versus Oaxaca, which I will link in the description below. I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope it gives you a good summary of all the cases I've discussed or at least the top five. I've probably published hundreds of videos by now, and I hope you enjoy them, that you learn something about criminal law. I wish you a happy new year. I wanna thank all of you for watching my videos, hitting that subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star re-rating. And finally, if you wanna support this channel, 
considering going to wastash.com and purchasing one of these Do Not Arrest This Person t-shirts. They're a great gift for yourself or others. Happy New Year to all of you, and I will see you in 2024. Thanks for watching. Thank you.